a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. You've heard me many times on this program say when it comes to politics, you have to be careful that you do not become the thing you are fighting against. And we've seen many examples of that and uh, many uh, that have happened just in the last uh, few days and weeks as we look at uh, many of the primary races that are going on. And uh, as always, two wrongs don't make a right. And uh, it's often not the challenge of yelling talking points at your enemies. It's uh, when you have to speak truth to your friends, that's the real test of it all. And all of us have people in our lives that we look to when we really need to think clearly, make sure we're thinking rationally and responsibly. And uh, one of those people for me is Megan McArdle, Washington Post columnist, author of The Upside of Down, While Why Failing Well is the Key to Success. Uh, Megan, thanks for joining us today and always appreciate your writing, but especially your thinking uh, and when it comes to a lot of these races that have been going on where the Democrats have spent a lot of democratically raised money uh, on very extreme candidates uh, in the pursuit of power, uh, how is that all playing out and uh, how should we be thinking about that? I think this has been a really disappointing development. It's not the first time we've seen this. We saw Claire McCaskill uh, sort of boosting Todd Aiken. A, uh, a the the candidate who famously uh, claimed that women couldn't get pregnant from rape um, in one of her Senate races, but you know it has this has gone a lot further, which is that you know Democrats have been have spent the last how much time telling us that uh, Trump was an existential threat to American democracy. And that it was very necessary to uh, for Republicans to stand up to his depredations. And instead, uh, you know, turn around, they have started actually spending Democratic money to boost candidates, to boost the Trumpiest candidates in GOP primaries, basically because they think they'll be easier to win. Now, of course, like, you know, politics ain't beanbag and, and so forth. But the fact is that if you have if you really believe that Trump is this kind of existential threat then empowering people who are going to empower him is obviously an inappropriate risk to take with our country's future, um, especially because, you know, candidates like, for example, Pete Meyer, who actually did what Democrats asked. He stood up and he voted for impeachment on, uh, over January 6th. Um, Democrats went ahead and and spent the, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee went ahead and spent more money than his opponent boosting um, John Gibbs, who is all in on kind of stop the steal zealotry. Um, in the primary. And, you know, that guy has a pretty good chance of, of winning in the general election. This is shaping up in a lot of ways to be a wavier if Republicans don't throw it away, which, to be fair, they may well. Um, and, you know, if you really actually believe that Trump represents this kind of existential threat to American democracy, then how could you take that kind of risk with our country's future? Yeah, and that's that's where I think the I don't know if there was any moral high ground left uh, in either of the political parties, but if there if there was any, I think the Democrats just threw away any 
that they might have had. And and it is it, it's so astounding to me that you can go from you know applauding someone like Peter Meyer, representative uh, one of ten Republicans who voted to impeach President Trump. All the Democrats cheered and said, oh, here's statesmanship, here's courage, here's standing up, you know, doing the right thing, upholding your oath to the Constitution. Uh, And then for purely political power uh, and control, they're willing to go spend a half a million dollars on uh, someone who they have declared is an existential threat to uh, to our democracy. Uh, And so, Megan, as as we look at that, uh, I want to take that one step further now. I, I think we can be equal opportunity offenders on the, the Democrats and the Republicans. Having done this over the year, this is a new scale for sure. Uh, but now I want to get into what does this mean for for we the people, uh, for us? Because in some ways, we sort of do the same thing, don't we? When we say, hey, I, I want someone who's going to stand up and who's going to do the right thing, even if it's unpopular. But then when they do something that's unpopular, uh, we, we either vote them out or uh, you know we support somebody else. Yeah, we get pretty mad when uh, people we don't agree with do an unpopular thing, right? <laughs> How dare they? Um, I remember a lot of this with Obamacare. Indeed, I may have said some of this with Obamacare. Um, you know, it's like, look, it is true that politics is always the art of compromise between people who really disagree about very important things. And so I don't want to say that it's never okay to, to compromise, to enter into coalition with people that you, you really disagree yes. with and think are deeply wrong. Um But I think that when I look at this, when I see this, I was strongly against Trump from the beginning. Um, Many of your listeners may disagree, but I was really, after January 6th, I said, look, I understand, like voters, normal voters do not have the kind of expertise. It takes quite a lot of expertise and energy and time to parse claims about about election fraud. And I understand why a lot of voters thought maybe his claims were plausible, but the Republican politicians knew better. They all knew those claims weren't plausible, and they were lying to their constituents in order because because their constituents were and Trump, of course, lied to his constituents. And I thought that was that is a different level of problem. And the reason it is is because it's attacking the system itself. Right. Right. All of, politics is how we hammer out all of these differences over really difficult issues like abortion, where you've got you know on the one hand the woman's bodily autonomy at, at issue and on the other hand a baby that will be born if nothing is done um, those are really powerful competing interests and politics is how we cash hash out those those really powerful competing interests in ways that don't ever satisfy anyone completely but allow us to live together peacefully um, as you know Winston Churchill said democracy is, is the worst possible system except for all the other ones um, <laughs> But, you know, when you start attacking the system itself, that is when I think you have crossed the line that you just don't dare cross. Um, that is when you, you, are, um, you are making it impossible to resolve those more difficult mm. questions yeah. through any way other than force. And that's why I think this is uniquely dangerous and something that, that Democrats really had no right to play around with. Yeah, I think that trust in the institution and the system, uh, when we start undermining that just solely for the political power play, uh, and, and it's true uh, that, uh, you know, you can you can win an election or you can hold on to, to power in one of the chambers uh, through this kind of stuff, uh, but it doesn't mean you actually get to lead. Uh, you had a, a great uh, string of tweets uh, talking about <laughs> principles that you, you either have them or you don't. There's no, there's really no middle ground here. 
Look, I think if you if you if your principle is that it is outrageous for Republicans, which I agree with, I have been saying mean things about Republicans for a long time because they were they were you know putting up with and paying lip service to Trump's falsehoods about election fraud. Um, and if you believe that they have an obligation that extends beyond their short-term political interests, that yes, you might lose your election. And you know what? That's the oath of office you took yes. to uphold and to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And yes, maybe it's going to be hard. You know, like no one promised you. My grandfather always used to say, you think God <laughs> promised you it was going to be easy? <laughs> like, I don't I didn't see that anywhere in the Bible. <laughs> Nowhere. Um you know, so the, the, the kind of you know, a response that I often have to, you know, fellow Christians who are saying, um, well, I have to vote for Trump because I have to defend my faith against these, these you know, yeah. honestly, like Jesus did not say, take up my cross and follow me. You'll make partner. Right. That's not there. <laughs> right? and, and so I think if you're going to say that, which I do say. That there are some things that you can't do, even if it's expedient, even if it's in your personal interest, even if it's for a cause that you think is kind of important, then you have to say the same thing to Democrats. You can't just turn around and say, well, you know, that's different. Our cause is really important, not like the stupid stuff they're voting for. Everyone thinks their cause is really important, unlike the stupid <laughs> stuff that, that the other guys are voting for. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we are in a, in a dark place. We have been in a dark place for our country for a while. Um, but, you know, I have been very hard on Republicans for how the ways in which they have contributed to that. And now I am pretty upset about uh, Democrats yeah. joining the party. Yeah. And we are equal opportunity offenders on this show regularly. So uh, I always say if you're a <laughs> if you're a left leaning Democrat, you'll be offended before the show, show is over. And if you're a right leaning Republican, you will definitely be offended before the show's over uh, because we've got to get to the principles because that is the way. Out of the darkness. Megan McArdle, Washington Post columnist, great thinker, extraordinary writer, uh, someone I turn to on a regular basis uh, to make sure my thinking is straight. Megan, thanks for squeezing us in and uh, giving us some great insight today. Thanks a lot. All right. Again, Megan McArdle from the uh, Washington Post. That's going to round out hour number one. She is right. You either have principles or you don't. And so for Democrats to say the Constitution is hanging by a thread, Uh, and then support extreme candidates so they can get power, doesn't fly. That's not principle. Stick with us. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.